Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ed Robertson, welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential, radio talks about television. We'll welcome back Don Most in our second hour. Don Most, the actor known around the world as Ralph Mouth on Happy Days. Don Most will join us in our second hour. We hope to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll begin our first hour by welcoming back actor, voice artist, and comedian Jim Meskimen. Jim Meskimen the voice of Colonel Sanders for KFC since 2017, and an actor who most of you have either seen or heard one way or another in such films and TV series as Whose Line Is It Anyway, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Paper, Frost Nixon, Ed TV, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the live-action Grinch Who Stole Christmas, and Apollo 13. Jim plays... Talk show legend Phil Donahue in the Hulu series Welcome to Chippendales. He also plays the senator in Gaslit, the Stars Network series that also stars Sean Penn and Julia Roberts. You can also see Jim opposite Al Pacino and Carol Kane in the Amazon Prime series Hunter. Plus, Jim also appears in the big door prize, the new series on Apple TV brought to us by the creators of Shit's Creek. We'll talk about all those roles and more in just a second. But first, Jim Meskimen is also an accomplished charcoal sketch artist. Matter of fact, some of his work can be seen on his website, jimmeskimen.com. With that in mind, we began our conversation by asking Jim how he first developed his skill for sketch artistry. I did not know about your art. And if I didn't know any better, I would think those are photographs. Those those, those are that detailed, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you uh, saw the charcoal picture. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, they're done from photographs. In other words, I was looking at photographs, but they're not transferred or anything like that. They, they go through me, and then they were an inspiration, yeah. Well, once upon a time, I could draw. But that's one of those things where if you don't practice it, you lose the ability to do that. But... I've talked to a number of sketch artists, and some people, they they prefer having an image to start with, and then that inspires them to go in the direction they want to go, whereas some are pure blank slate. Right. Is that always the case for you? Are there times when you just sit down and say, hmm, I've been hearing all this stuff about snow on the San Gabriel Mountains. I think I'm going to draw a mountain setting. I mean, are, are, there, are there times when you just come up with an image or an idea just out of your head and, and come up with something? No, I do that quite often, actually. I, I do that more often now than I do working from photographs. I, I do, I kind of like, a, you know, I'm a bit, 
bit of a Swiss Army knife in the arts, you know, and I, I my first profession was uh, as a cartoonist illustrator, pretty much exclusively out of my imagination. And then I happened to get some classic training from a Spanish artist and lived in Spain for a while and studied art very seriously, which is where I learned to do the charcoals and oil paints. But uh, these days I do everything from, uh, when, I, when I do, do make uh, visual art, which is not all that often, I either work on the iPad and make cartoons and illustrations, or I do abstract paintings, or I, I do some realist work. So I'm all over the place. Well, no, like, I, oh. I, I think being all over the place, so to speak, is good uh, for, for any sort of artist, but, but, uh, but particularly for you as an actor, not just as a screen actor, but as a voice actor, because I'm not an actor. I just talk to actors, but I know enough about what you do is that nine times out of ten, no matter what you're asked to do, whether it's play George Bush or George Washington or George Smith, you draw on, I mean, yeah, you start with whatever whatever sides you have, whatever the, what, what, whatever is on the page, but you draw on Jim Meskimen's life experience. Yeah, that's right. That's very true. It all, it all helps. It, it all is the same kind of activity. It's observing something and making aesthetic choices. And it just, uh, it's just like, what kind of audience am I trying to reach with what kind of message? So it's, it's nice to be able to express oneself in a variety of ways. You can follow Jim on Instagram, TikTok, the Jim Pressions channel on YouTube. And as we've been talking a little bit about Jim's work as a charcoal artist, uh, you can see uh, some of Jim's work, his realistic, as well as uh, his realistic oil paintings at JimMeskimen.com. And Jim's last name is spelled M-E-S-K-I-M-E-N, Jim Meskimen. Dot com. This is a fluke of the calendar, folks. We are talking to Jim just a few weeks before his mom's birthday. Jim's mom happens to be the great Marion Ross, Mrs. C, on Happy Days, and one of my favorite people to talk to on this program. How's she doing? Mom, uh, Marion is doing really, really super well. She's uh, very healthy, enjoying her retirement. She's going to be 95 this year in October on her birthday, October 25th. So we're uh, we're just we treasure her. Jim and his wife Tamara were the impetus behind Marion's book, My Days Happy and Otherwise. And I point this out, folks, because Marion's story is the story of a working actor who put in the work for many, many years. And because she put in the work for many, many years, she put herself in a position to be ready for opportunities like Happy Days. In many respects, Jim, that's your story, too. You've been putting in the work for a long time, uh, leaving your mark in a lot of ways, and now your star is on the rise. Well, I hope that's true. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's really kind of pointless to try and hope for a career like my mother's. It was such a unique time, and she filled such a unique place in people's hearts as, you know, this iconic mother figure. I mean, I saw people, when they find out who she is, They sometimes people just hug me, which is lovely. And uh, so I, I don't have any, uh, you know, of course, I would want to be as, as, as meaningful in people's lives, but, I, you know, it, it's a long shot for sure. What I'm trying to do is just do the best I can and entertain people and uh, 
uh, you know, be a, a part of important stories, you know, and, and really build my career that way. I don't mind working hard. I learned a lot from mom that way. Mm-hmm. She was always a hustler. Right now I'm, I'm knee deep in writing a one man show that, that I'm going to put on. And it, it's just hard work. <laughs> well, no. And, 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 and that's the point because having read your mom's book, I know that there are a lot of ups and downs and everything in between uh, in the 20 odd years before she got the break that changed the course of her life. And, right. but the point is, None of the, I mean, we, we, we make our own luck with preparation. And yeah. as we said before, you've been doing this for a long time and you've been leaving your mark in a lot of ways and you wouldn't have the opportunities you have, A, if you didn't put in the work and B, if you weren't good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I like to work. I like to create an effect. I like to perform. I like to, you know, I, I've been very fortunate. I mean, uh, you know, even if I, if I don't get anywhere near the fame that my mom has, which, you know, is, is so doubtful, that I, I have just had a great time. I've met some wonderful people. I've got to work with some awesome, awesome professionals, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied, actually. Jim Meskimen is also one of the top impressionists in the business today. You've heard him as the voice of Colonel Sanders for KFC for the last several years. When did you first realize you had a bag of voices, Jim? Oh, well, you know, I, I, it just developed kind of slowly. As a kid, I used to do voices. My mom was very uh, understanding and uh, patient and tolerant about that. She did voices herself. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a fertile area. And uh, first, Colonel Sanders, uh, yeah, I have been, uh, thanks for mentioning that, I have been doing that voice for about six years now for the KFC brand, maybe longer. It, it all goes by just in a whirl. And that's just a voice I remember so well from my youth when he did his own commercials all the time, and mm-hmm. he was just such a funny character. I always thought he was somehow related to Marlon Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can... Yeah, he looked like Marlon Perkins was his skinnier, you know, younger brother that didn't get as many biscuits. Or... <laughs> Very, very much so. And and as we mentioned last time, Jim visited us. Uh, you're very fortunate. You have a good re- your relationship with KFC is such that um, you've been able to do your own uh, kind of funny videos as Colonel Sanders, in which it's uh, how should I ex- explain it? It's Colonel Sanders in conversations with other iconic people from showbiz and politics trying to get them to endorse Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, there's, there's, it's these fake phone conversations that I set up between the colonel and other iconic people like Joe Biden or David Hockney, the painter, or Marlon Brando, or the recent one I did was uh, Orson Welles, something ostensibly from the 60s when Colonel Sanders was reaching out to Orson Welles for advice on how to promote his show. So, you know, I get these ideas, and then I just go into the booth, and I kind of improvise the, the conversation, and then later on I go back in and I edit it, and I have them overlap a bit to create the illusion that they're actually having talking. a phone conversation, yeah. Yeah, and it, it amuses me terrifically. And as you mentioned, the KFC people have allowed me to do it. I, I think they like it, too. I never get much response from KFC either way, but um, they certainly haven't uh, taken me to court over it. And I try to be respectful. Of course, yeah. I don't want to bite and that feeds me. And I, I do love the Colonel character, though. I think, I think it's a, he's just got a great 
great old-timey character that I just find very easy to step into. A lot of these faux conversations that Jim has with the likes of Humphrey Bogart, with the likes of uh, Marlon Brando, uh, Bing Crosby. Elon, Elon Musk, too. I did one with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, okay. Fake phone conversations with uh, Colonel Sanders. You can enjoy those on the Jim Pressions channel on YouTube as well as on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, a lot of your videos, I, I understand, have blown up on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok and Instagram have been very good to me in the last three or four months. I've gotten huge increases there. I've got like 350,000 followers on TikTok, which is just nuts, and then 200,000 recently on inter- Instagram. So I don't know who these people are, but I'm trying to keep them entertained. Well, <laughs> you're, you're... My daughter and I, my daughter Taylor Meskimen, who is a very uh, skilled and award-winning narrator and voice artist herself she does a lot of audiobooks and uh she helps me we we get together and we have a good creative time as we have her whole life just sort of making fun things and uh, she helps me with my stuff i help her with hers and uh, it, it's a lovely friendship we're having a good time talking to jim meskimen jim meskimen one of the top voice artists and impressions to uh, uh impressionists around today and an actor whose many on-screen credits include five films directed by ron howard two films directed by paul thomas anderson and more recently most recently the hulu series welcome to chippendales jim plays talk show legend phil donahue in welcome to chippendales which you can enjoy right now on demand on Hulu. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. I like to ask this question to actors who play real people, mm. uh, such as Phil Donahue. Now, um, well, maybe, maybe not specifically Phil Donahue, but you know what I'm saying. Is it is it harder to play a real person than a fictional character, Jim? Do you approach it the same way, or does this depend on who you're playing and, and the material you're asked to play it in? I think it's a little easier. It's easier for me anyway, because you kind of know what the boundaries are. With a character that you're making up, you have to kind of decide your own boundaries. And I find that I'm, I'm constantly, with a character that I'm creating, I'm, I'm constantly sort of tweaking it and, and changing it. I might get a better idea, and, and it, it's a little less penned in. A little more freedom, so that's good. But it's, you know, when I'm doing... Uh, Johnny Carson, for example, I played several times in uh, voiceovers and and also on film. Uh, you kind of know what you know where the boundaries are. You know what he's going to do and what he's not going to do, and uh, it makes it somewhat more controllable, I guess. So I, I'd say that's probably a little easier. Phil Donahue, I had to go online and study him because I didn't really watch him in the '90s mm-hmm. or the '80s. Um, I was too busy in New York doing other things and didn't really have good TV reception. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but I went on studied him a lot, and I went okay. Well, you know, when I did the audition, I did my best uh, my best take of what he was like. He seemed like a, a you know a pretty outgoing, garrulous uh, kind of guy. Yes. And uh, that was what I that's what I, they wound up hiring me to do. I'm laughing particularly when we talk about the reception. Yeah. Um, uh, my girlfriend and I are binge watching Mad Men as we speak, and one of the things I, I didn't notice this the first time I saw it, but when they have show, when they have scenes where Draper is watching TV at home, it's not like a clear picture. It's like it's a it's kind of a fuzzy or kind of jello like picture, which is which is very realistic back in the day when if I mean you and I I think were within the same decade. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we remember what it's like 
to uh, watch TV in a three network universe and in a pre-cable universe where you, you had to position the TV in such a way to make sure you had a solid picture. Yep, yep, yep. It was not easy. And sometimes you were just out of luck. Out of luck. Going back to playing real people in general, um, and I think I heard this in your answer, but uh, in case I didn't, if you're asked to play a historical figure, I mean, does your background as someone who who creates voices for a living or mimics voices for a living, does that help you in some respect prepare for that character? I think so. I'm, I'm certainly, in, as far as the voice is concerned, I have a pretty good ear, so I can translate what I hear. If, if it's anywhere within my range, I can uh, usually do a, a, a pretty fair copy of it. Now, the show I'm on now, The Big Door Prize, is a kind of a, kind of a hybrid of what we're talking about here because I play a character who is the father of another actor, the lead actor in the show, who is Irish, Chris O'Dowd, who is a wonderful, uh, wonderful actor, very funny and and just charming as hell. And he's got a very particular kind of Irish accent that I had to study up on. So in a way, I was creating a new character, but also within the boundaries of what I, uh, you know, could, could grasp from Chris's, uh, particular Irish accent, so it's it's a bit of a hybrid. <laughs> you can see Jim Meskimen in the Big Door Prize, which is uh, the Apple TV series, brought to us by the creators of Shit's Creek. You can also see Jim as Phil as talk show legend Phil Donahue in the Hulu series Welcome to Chippendales. Uh, you can also see him in Gaslit, the Stars Network series that also features Sean Penn and Julia Roberts. You can follow Jim Meskimen, Instagram, TikTok, JimMeskimen.com, and the Jim Pressions channel on YouTube. We mentioned earlier in our conversation, Jim Meskimen, also a talented artist. Uh, he exhibits and sells his realist oil paintings at jimmeskimen.com. And as he mentioned before, uh, Jim mentioned before, he created dozens of characters, weapons, and vehicles for the original Thundercats animated series. I've talked to many actors over the years, Jim, and as it happens, many of the actors I've talked to are drawn to, so to speak, they're drawn to either sketch art, painting, or a combination of both. Yeah. Why do you think actors are drawn to art, and what first led you to art? Yeah, I've noticed the exact same thing. I have many, many friends you know, who are actors and who also you find out, oh, they, they love to sketch and paint. In fact, when I was flying out for my first uh, shoot of the first season of the Big Door Prize, I flew out, and the person I was sitting next to was, going out, was an actor. He was going out to uh, work on a Tyler Perry show. And he, we were conversing, and we found out that we both liked to paint on our iPads. And then I went and met, the next day I met my, uh, my co-star on the show, the woman who plays my wife, Dee Dee McConnell, and I found out that she also likes to paint on her iPad. And I was like, my God, is there any, is there any actor that doesn't also uh, paint and draw? I think what the root of it is, I mean, if you think of art, art is a word that summarizes the quality of communication. It mm-hmm. is a communication channel. And so is music. And so is painting and drawing. And so is poetry and writing. So, you know, if you like to communicate, and if you like, and if you're sensitive to the communication of others, and, you know, you want to express things about the world around you, 
there's lots of ways to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and some of them are sophisticated and difficult to learn, like the violin, that require pretty much full-time, hands-on uh, attention. Others, like painting, you can, you can learn to paint something pretty fast. You can learn to draw you know, little by little. You can write things. You can act to some degree. Sir Anthony Hopkins was my like big hero. Sir Anthony Hopkins, he's also a, a terrific painter as well. You can see his work on his his wonderful uh, Instagram channel, and he paints uh, some very abstract uh, paintings and faces that are lovely. And you know, I just think it's part of part of being an artist is being able to express yourself in a variety of ways. You know, comedy and drama mm -hmm. are two different animals, but. Uh, an actor knows how to do that, and maybe, like Anthony Hopkins, also knows how to play piano beautifully. So, I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may not know how to play the piano, but you know how to call the voice of Anthony Hopkins at a, mo at a moment's notice, and that, that's a skill that only a few people have, and, and you're one of the best in the business. Uh, you can follow Jim Meskimen, Instagram, TikTok, the Jim Pressions channel, on YouTube, as well as JimMeskimen.com. Dovetailing on what we are talking about before, and I don't know whether this is someone you crossed paths with or your mom crossed paths with, but Roger Moore once said to me, not to drop names, but Roger Moore once said to me, the reason he liked sketch arting, a, 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 a sketching, is because, and, and he, he started this back when he was a contract player in the 50s and the 60s, and he said, one of the things about being an actor is when the lights are on, you pretty much, you're, uh, you, you have to follow the direction of the director or, you know, make sure you hit your mark and stuff like that. Whereas when he personally, you know, sat down and did a sketch, in that moment, he had control over everything versus having to do what the director said and so forth. I don't know whether that's your experience or other, or, or, or the experience of other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the reasons why I gave up working professionally as an artist, because I didn't want somebody always telling me what to do in every aspect of my of my expression. You know, it's like, OK, if you're going to direct me. That's fine. You're going to give me a script. Tell me what to do. That's great. But uh, in my painting and drawing now, I'm going to just I'm going to take the wheel. And uh, it's important, I think, to have certain areas where you're completely self-determined mm -hmm. in your creativity. Otherwise, you begin to feel like a little, little bit of a slave. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And it's another way to channel your abilities as an artist. And uh, you can see samples of Jim's art at uh, JimMeskimen.com. Jim Meskimen's also a teacher. Matter of fact, he recently launched an online course called How to Become a Working Actor that includes special courses and voiceover and even impressions, you can learn you can learn about that at jimworkingactor.com. And as I said before, not to suck up to the guest, but uh, being an actor who has left his mark in many ways, worked as a headliner in front of the stage as a stand-up comic, worked as a character actor on many prestigious projects. There are many ways to leave your mark as a working actor, and I think you know, that gives you gravitas to your students when they take your course. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can get my, I can give myself gravitas as well. <laughs> Speaking like Orson Welles and <laughs> the old hat, you know. <laughs> okay. uh, what else do you have down the pike that uh, you want our listeners to know about? Well, I've got a lot of stuff 
still coming out. I worked on an episode of Chicago Fire. I've got a big video game I play a role in uh, that's coming out any minute now. I'm not allowed to talk about what it is, but it uh, it rhymes with uh, <laughs> car wreck. <laughs> Um, not, not, not to, not to disclose too many details, but, um, uh, just in general, I've, I've had a chance to talk to actors who have done video games. And what I've learned is, and again, this is just, this, this is just speaking experientially. If you're doing an episode of Welcome to Chippendales, or if you're doing an episode of the Big Door Prize, you know, your job, Jim, is to convey what's on the page from A to Z, you know, that's the outcome from A to Z. Mm-hmm. With right. with video games, it's a little bit different because you've got the main story from A to Z, but because my experience playing the game may be different than your experience playing the game, you've got to act out all the other outcomes that are possible. Yeah. And that that's hard. <laughs> well, it, it, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's a very different animal. Mm-hmm. Scripts don't look like scripts. The scripts look like spreadsheets. You have yeah. so many varieties that you uh, completely. You know, it would be like, well, let's let's play this scene, and in this scene, they reach an agreement and they go off as friends. Now we're going to do the same scene, and they really have an argument, and they leave as bitter enemies. Mm-hmm. Then we have another scene where they start to argue, and then a meteor, you know, goes through the room, and they both have to help one another. There's just a ver- an endless variety of of different possibilities sometimes. And it just means you just do a lot more, uh, a lot more possibilities. You just do a lot more different variations on the scene so that the gamer has this very full experience. I'm not a gamer myself, so I, I can only imagine kind of what it's like. For me, it's just, it's an acting job. It's, it's not much different. What I have to deliver, it's not much different, except that most of the time I'm not working with another actor you know we're not having an actual conversation yeah. that put together later on in post-production and i you know i kind of missed that but i can see how it's just not feasible well th- th- that that's that's where you draw on your your ability and your background as a voice artist and, and especially the, the 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 fake the the, the faux conversations you have with colonel sanders and, and orson wells when you're imagining one talking yeah. to the other you know but uh, yeah they- Back to the same imaginative thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same thing that you see these people on the street talking to themselves, you know, and they're walking along and uh, pushing a, a, a shopping cart full of their worldly possessions. It's not too much different from that, except that I'm doing it on purpose, and those poor souls can't stop doing. It. Well, tell you what, when, when you're ready to talk about uh, the new video game or whatever else you want to talk about, please come back and visit us again on TV Confidential. Oh, I will, Ed. Thanks very much for the invitation, and thanks for the gracious interview, man. That was great. Thank you. Don Most will join us when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tv confidential or at tv confidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.